When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number two, Jeff Cameron Show, Libations Friday, last hour of the week. Lucy Goosey, good to be with you. I'm Jeff, that is Tom. Director Matthew, directing from afar on Twitter, it's at J Cameron Show. Don't forget about our great sponsor, Zaxby's. Yay, Zaxby's. We appreciate you, Zaxby's, we really do. Makes uh, doing what we do possible, having great local sponsors like Zaxby's. Do business with people who do business with us. 19 plus years as a Golden Chief booster. And we appreciate you, Zaxby's. Delicious food, great support. And uh, 102 locations make it very easy to find a Zaxby's near you. Way to go, Danny. He texted and checked in with me. He's like, hey, how's the North going? I was like, it's good, man. Looking forward to having some Zaxby's when I get back down to Tally. And you did. And I did. It first was the order first of thing you did, buddy. It was the very first thing you did. You weren't fooling. Uh, so a lot of talk last hour about what the team was, what these players are doing at the combine. We'll continue to monitor that. I didn't mention that, uh, Fabian Lovett had himself, uh, a good day being measured because he did not run obviously, but, uh, and I'll get to that contribution momentarily, Tom, but I, uh, I'm happy for Fabian. I think he's got a chance to, to make something, uh, in the NFL here that maybe his college career didn't belie because of the injury. And I'm rooting for that. I always liked Fabian. I thought that he wanted to do so much more. He wanted to to give so much more. He just couldn't because uh, it took a while to rehab that thing. And I, I was worried he was going to derail any chance he had of playing pro football. So good for him. Uh, we'll see what happens with uh, Tatum Bethune. He did not run the 40 either. They'll have to do that at FSU's Pro Day on March the 22nd. So we'll know soon enough. Seems to me the the two eye-opening moments yesterday, certainly um, you had the Deloach 40, which was very impressive, but uh, Braden Fist kind of stole the show yesterday as uh, as a guy that had that combination of size and speed and quickness and strength, all of it, yeah. Yeah, he had one slip, literal slip in, in a subsequent drill, but other than that, I mean, they did multiple montages of Braden Fisk on NFL Network. They put it out on social media, these montages. They're, they're searching for somebody on day one to be their viral candidate. And they chose Braden Fisk because Braden Fisk is really, really athletic. And what he has done, the combination of some of the film, of course, the film was there, but the work at the Senior Bowl and now the work at the Combine. He's going to interview well. He'll do whatever he wants to do, little or, or, or large, at Pro Day. I don't know how much more he needs to do at FSU's Pro Day. But, man, this guy has been comprehensively getting better, and his stock has been rising fast among NFL teams. And I'm fascinated to see how high it goes by the end of next month. Should mention also, and I didn't mean to overlook this, uh, it's important because it's good news. Jordan Travis did tell reporters 
that doctors have allowed him to remove the protective walking boot. We saw that, right? And he went on to say, quote, I got out of my boot about a week ago, and that's four months removed from the leg injury, obviously. Quote, it's pretty special. I'm thankful to wake up every single day and look down at my shoes. Uh, it's been a journey for sure. My family's helped me get through it. I should be ready to go by May. That's my goal, May or June, so I'll be ready for it. And uh, when asked, about specifics, he was smart. He just mentioned that he had a broken bone, and uh, that's that's all you're going to say But at this point. You know, the anger that we all felt hours after we won the ACC championship and went 13-0, and rightfully so, was the focus of the next month, and maybe it still in some ways is the focus of how we feel as Florida <laughs> State football fans. But that was such a terrible night. Like, that was such a terrible, terrible night, that game. I oh, mean, it's the worst. It, it was the most beautiful weather we had. Typically, it is in November of the season. But you remember, we stood on the deck at Hotel Indigo just looking at the sunset, and you're starting to hear the senior day announcements, the guys walking and getting their roses and taking their pictures with their parents. And it was just a pristine setting. And you just you never know what's going to come next. And a half an hour, 45 minutes after we were standing there, that moment happened. And everybody in the stadium and watching on television is sick to their stomach. I hate senior day. I hate it. Um, I hate it every year. Teams frequently all over the country play poorly on senior day. There's so much emotion, so much uh, that is not about football, so much is about paying homage to kids who've worked really hard and deserve uh, the attention they're getting. This is not me begrudging the student-athletes in any way. Um, But we played terrible for the better part of a quarter to the point where he felt compelled to tuck it and go. Uh, to run and you can't predict injuries but all of that was really because this team was playing like ass and was clearly distracted and was getting outplayed by a team that has no right to be on the same field with you and so you to to your point as I'm watching this play out I'm mad at Mike I'm, I'm mad that we're not playing well I'm mad that we're in a position where you know, listen, I'm the, I'm sure I wasn't the only one watching going, all right, Jordan, take it over. Because it felt it felt similar to how – and this is the weird thing. When we were playing poorly earlier this year, second game of the year against uh, Southern Miss, right? I, I don't know that I, I – I was one of the only guys I, I'm aware of anyhow who would bother and text and stuff early in that game and say, you know, we're playing like ass. I know what the score is. We're playing like ass. We can't win first down. We're getting dominated here. These are all just – in the sand run around nonsense plays that we're doing here and it infuriated me it felt a lot like that game and then the injury happens and you have insult to injury or injury to insult at that point you're just so mad about everything that happened and then as you kind of I never thought we were in danger of losing don't get me wrong I was just mad that it that the situation bore out as it did and as we kind of took a huge step back and realized it all culminated with that injury. You're just sick to your stomach. Everything about it made me mad because no matter what Jordan Travis and this Florida State program was going to go on to do, whether they would have made the playoff or not, who knows? They might have screwed us anyhow, even with Jordan Travis. They were already talking down Florida State prior yep. to that game. So who knows? The intention certainly to get Nick into the playoff at the end of his career was seems evident to me. But yeah, there, but, there's a reason my man was a school child giggling in the booth when uh, the right. Iron Bowl ending happened. So I, I think that's my new colleague. Whatever happens or whatever was going to happen, what should not have happened was a kid who had come as far as Jordan Travis had, giving all that he had, 
getting injured and ending his career here like that against that team in that game in that moment. It was awful. And again, you can't predict injuries. It's a violent game. Things happen. But as soon as, and you know, I, it's like slow motion sometimes with me watching certain players, certain games, certain moments. The second he gets tackled, I went, he's hurt. And you could just see, like, if well, you, if you, you could s- physically see well, what happened. Certain people did not see that, especially oh, if you were there. I but, was watching yeah, because I, I yeah. go home for the games. Mm. Oh, oh, it was one of those where you're, you're just you recoil a little. You're bit. like, oh, it's oh. broken. You could, I mean, it's gross. Right. It's gross. Right. So good luck, Jordan Travis, and hopefully he is back, as he says, by May. And he admitted yesterday that. The, the GMs are all asking, you know, are you going to be healthy? It's the very first thing they're asking. They're going to ask that the first thing they say. When are you going to be healthy? Are you going to be healthy? Can you make a complete recovery? They're going to have their doctors check you, all those things. Then they're going to ask you a, a couple of questions they already know the answer to because Jordan is easy to talk to, and, and they already know he's a good kid. So they'll ask those questions, and then they're going to come back to the injury. They're going to come back to the injury again. Then they're going to ask you another question they already know the answer to. And then they come back to the injury at the end of the interview. And he knew that, and he said as much. You know that that particular circumstance that we saw, maybe maybe this and next year, but starting in 2026, that'll never happen again. You'll never have an undefeated team Correct. in that situation, which would be an automatic qualifier at that point in a 14-team playoff, roll out their starting quarterback, senior day or not. Well, you, maybe. No, it's just, I mean, you may have you'll them go save out him there for, for, the, for maybe a play. Yeah. Hand the ball off, wave to the crowd. And yeah, yeah I think on senior day you'd have a kid hand the ball, maybe throw a quick pass or something like that, and mean, oh, let's, let's get him off the field. Yeah. With the automatic qualifier thing, man, it doesn't, there, there's no there's no impressing that needs to be done because it's taken out of a committee's hands. You're in AQ. You're all set. We'll, we'll get ready for the rivalry game next week if we want to, but you're in AQ. Like that, that just that circumstance will never happen in the near future of college football. And they're making more changes. I don't know if you saw that today. They're thinking about instituting a two minute warning in college football. Yeah. And we can get into some of that here. We'll do that in the second segment. Um, you want a two minute warning in college football? No. I didn't think you did. Was that my Jimbo? No. 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 Dose. Yeah. Not if you're going to stop the clock inside of two minutes. That's dumb. You can't stop the clock inside it. That's an extra timeout. Yes, what are is. we doing? Yes, it is. I'm just, I'm sitting here, you know, it's we're in the middle of doing a talk show and I'm sitting here, I can picture frame by frame, moment by moment, the, the injury. I'm still mad. Still mad. Yeah. Still frustrated. That was, I mean, like, look, we, we all went to our own tailgates and we all sat or sat in the stands for the remainder of that football game if we were in Doak that night. And didn't really pay attention but, to any of it. That's, I've done a lot of weird post-game shows, like just my own personal experience. I've got, you know, a ridiculous comeback a couple of years ago, which is stupid and it's a Hail Mary that we don't play deep for and that's a hard loss. That's one of the worst losses in Florida State football history. It it is. Probably the. It's absurd. In the modern football history of the program, absolutely it is. Yeah. And the circumstances by which it happens are ridiculous. All of it's dumb. Yeah. But I don't know that that was as awkward of a a post-game setting as after Jordan gets hurt. Who cares what the score of the game is? Yeah. Like, that's just... 
the air is out of the balloon. No matter what you you can get geared up for Florida with Tate at quarterback because it's a rivalry game and you've got goals in front of you. But who the hell is celebrating a win on senior night? <laughs> All you're going to talk about is Jordan. It's true. I thought Keziah Holmes looked good. Well, great. Nobody cares. Jordan got hurt. We'll go back to some of the college football changes here in a second. Reminder, I, I don't know if it's going to rain tomorrow here locally or not. It is supposed to some. But the bottom line is where we're moving into is the beautiful part of the year. And my friends at Social Kitchen are letting you know they got the goods. They got the goods. SocialKitchenTLH.com. Right there on Cary Forest. Uh, you swing in there. You get you some of the meats. You rub your meats. You get excited about the backyard again. You do some grilling. They've got the freshest, the tastiest, and the elite meats. It's it's the the Wagyu, all of it. You're good to go there. Not everybody has that. Some elite meats. Rub your elite meats this weekend. Socialkitchen.com. It's, uh, it's grilling season. Socialkitchentlh.com. Get after it. They are great. And I do love going in there and learning more every time I do go in. And it's not just steak. Obviously, you can get prepared meals and all the other stuff. Got some shrimp uh, the other day. It was uh, very, very good. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply i do it all on my grill tom i rub that's my the kind of fun and games <laughs> we have around here at <laughs> ashley schaefer green egg and grill <laughs> Uh, I make the Cajun pasta. I do it. I do it all. We're good to go. They have it. It's really good. You say Cajun, I'm there. It's tasty. Uh, that is socialkitchentlh.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chan TV. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Cameron Show. Appreciate you. You podcasters, you. We also appreciate our friends at Zaxby's. You hear me say that a lot. I need to say it a new way today so you're not hearing the same thing over and over and over again. Zaxby's is delicious. Danny does a great job, and he's been a... Golden Chief Booster at Florida State for over 19 years now. He cares a lot. He invests in Florida State. He invests in the Jeff Cameron Show. That means you should race out to Zaxby's right now and get a salad, Tom. A salad. The salad, the fingers, the platters, it's all good stuff. And this is the part of the year where in Tallahassee the weather is so nice. A lot Texas of outdoor toast. settings. Just thought I'd say it. And you got it before I could. Mm-hmm. But this is the time of year where in, in town you want to go outside Go to Cascades, go to the ballpark. Get the platters, baby. Get outdoors and just bring some food. So when you do go to potluck, an outdoor potluck, don't waste time in the oven or mm-hmm. on the, uh, what, what they call it, a range. Don't do that. Don't no. be cooking. No. Go to Zaxby's. They're all over the place. Get the platter. Get the Texas toast. Get the spicy Zax sauce. And you can get some sweet tea while you're at it, too. Bring the tea for the people. Forget about it. Good stuff. Zaxby's. We appreciate you, Zaxby's. Rolling in here, buddy. 
I gave you the snap and the clap. <laughs> Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Awesome. <laughs> oh, man. All right, to those rule changes in a second. Jeff Cambridge Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Finally, Matthew Fitzpatrick having a good day. Shot four under, best of the morning. Needed it. I may have some pizza money on Matthew Fitzpatrick to finish in the top ten of this tournament. Very nice. It looks like Vincent Norman might well Finally make, make the a cut. cut. He is going to make a cut. He's already in the clubhouse. That number is not going to get At to two. minus three. You don't think it'll go that deep? Probably not. Oh, I think it's going back to minus one, which is why I bring up it's uh, the importance that guys struggle in the afternoon because I have Bezazenhut who sits at minus one, and he's in the clubhouse, and he's currently not making the cut, but I need him to make the cut. I don't need him to do anything but make the cut. That's it. Make the cut. And then get in on the weekend and don't shoot 80. I'll be all right. Making the cut is part of the deal. So I just need you to make the cut, Christian. <laughs> You should be there at this event at PGA National and just follow him around after every shot. Whoosh, make the cut. Make the, make the cut. <laughs> you got to make the you gotta cut. You got to make the cut. Yeah, he's at one under. He and, shot 71 uh, today. We go over to Bazadenhut. 172 has nine iron. Make the cut. Good shot, Christian. Go make that putt. We got to make the cut, big man. <laughs> I think that guy's got some money on this guy. It appears the fan who's been following him around has a sign now, and he's holding <laughs> a make sign. Make the cut. Make the cut. Yeah, so I have. I also have Minwoo Lee, who I like a lot, and he's at five under, and we're good to go there. So I've got Minwoo, and i got Fitzpatrick. We're comfortably in the top 20. We're fine. Christian, you got to make the cut. That's what you got to do. Uh, Victor Perez went kind of nuts today and leads the uh, way along with Kevin Yu. None of you care about that. Ricky Fowler had a good day. You, know, you might care about that. Oh, Richard. You know, Ricky shot four under as well today, so he was he was pretty good. It was good. an omen. We saw the uh, 2017 Honda was on uh, Golf Channel this week. Yeah, we, we saw that yesterday after you and I got done playing around. Um, or was it day before yesterday already? A couple days ago. Yeah, goodness crap. Yeah, this week's fast. Flying past, buddy. Flying past. Rory is currently 500 for the tournament, minus one today. Conditions are tough. Windy. That's a tough That's a tough course, actually. It's it's a low-key good course. Like, fun to watch. Daniel Berger, going to be close. Don't know if he's going to make it. Oh, what's he at? Even right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That means you've been checking. No, that I just read your context clues. I'm good at this. Man, I'm sad Vijegas was going to make the cut, and I don't, you know, I mean, I, I just like to see good things happen to that guy. Mm. Um, but he now looks like he's not going to make the cut, just as an aside. All right, I didn't bet it on This has nothing to do with that. You mentioned before the break the NCAA announcing a series of recommended rules changes. You, you mentioned one of them. Uh, which pissed me off. Yeah. Which included a <laughs> two-minute warning at the end of each half. Tablets on the sideline, Tom. And the allowance of player-to-coach helmet communication for FBS programs. What are we waiting on? You know, this morning at 5.27 a.m., I began to watch 1988, the Denver Broncos versus the San Francisco 49ers. And it was part of a restored uh, video feed, if you will, from the original broadcast. Uh, Dick Enberg on the play-by-play, the great Dick Enberg, 
Yes, he was. He was awesome. So I'm watching this game, and at that point, Denver's two and four, and the Broncos and and really struggling uh, at that point. Elway had thrown ten picks through six games. Oh wow, he was struggling. And the 49ers were, I think, uh, four and one, trying to get to five and one. And uh, and and Rathman and Roger Craig are in the backfield, and it's Jerry Rice and it's Taylor, it's all those guys that you remember, right? And I'm watching the watching the broadcast, and the formations would have blown you away. I was cracking up, but here's here's what I didn't realize. So this is 1988, and I'm watching this guy's restored footage. He's like, it looks like you're there at the game. He did an amazing job. It's like the like history's. Uh, the colorization of, of old photos and things like that that they now can master, really do a good job of. That's what this guy does. He goes through old NFL games, and he restores uh, the color. And so even though they weren't in HD, like you watch those games now and you see with the with the touch-ups, it looks good. It looks good. And I go down memory lane doing this because I've discovered this guy's site. I can't remember the name of it, but I discovered this guy's site, and now – it, depending on the game, I'll just click on, oh, 86, I was a sophomore in high school. Let's see what's going on. And so, anyhow, I'll watch. There's an interception in the first quarter by a San Francisco defensive back in the end zone, and it's it's a great catch. You watch the replay, and you can see he barely gets his hands underneath it. He was trying to hit Sammy Winder down the right side. Anyhow, it went up to the booth for review in 88. Man, I I had forgotten how far back review went. I don't know why. Yeah, when it was launched the second time, I recall all the specials talking about, well, we tried this before in the past and it failed. They did try it in the past. I had forgotten yeah, about that. Yeah. And so when they said, let's see if that goes upstairs to review, I'm like, what are you talking about, Dick Enberg? It's 1988. It's not going for review. There's a stagecoach outside. There's no, nobody reviewing nothing here. What? Are you? There's a DeLorean outside yeah. is what there is. I couldn't believe it. But they did. They reviewed it. And here's what pisses me off. A, I'd forgotten. I'm going brain dead. I'd forgotten that review had already existed in the in the mid-'80s, in the, in the late-'80s. And B, what bothered me was the efficiency with which it operated. They went upstairs, showed you these two old dudes looking at it. It took them five seconds to say, that's a catch, and on we went. It was unbelievable. It, it, it was exactly what you and I describe. 100% when we say, this isn't hard. Let me and Tom sit there and decide I'm all telling you. I'm telling you right now, you and I sitting there would be a huge upgrade over whatever it is they're doing now. Just two dudes who care about getting it right. We'd be sitting there. I, you know what? Give us a couple beers. We'll just hang yeah. out. We agree. Catches it. All right, uh, dude, look at the spot. I'll look at the clock. Yep. I'll get the That's, time. We you get the spot. We're done within 30 then seconds. Then we're done. And yeah. it would be cool. They could be like, it's time for the Jeff and Tom review. And they could go to the Jeff and Tom review. And then they would see us up there. It'd be you and I. There we were. Cracking a beer. Like, yeah. Let's take a look at it, Tommy. All right. And we'd have a beer. And then All I'd right. be like, we agree he caught that? He got that. He got right. that. I agree. So, agree. John, we have a catch. Jeff's going to look at the spot. I'll yeah. get you the clock it's in a second. It's at the 17. Yeah. It's at the 17. Mark uh, it at the 17. you got to put four more seconds back on the clock. Let's go to 341. First down. That's a catch. Ball's on the 17. 341 to play. Let's go. Start the clock on the signal to play. That is the end of it. We've just reviewed everything there is to review. We've got it. We're moving on. Mic us up. And then that way people see that the process is transparent and we're done. And then the 
rare occasion that we disagree would be entertaining as hell. Yeah. You wouldn't just be sitting there getting sold toothpaste. <laughs> you would be and, like, this is awesome. But this would also, the clock would be running, you know, because of the official, <laughs> the old rule was yeah. like, if 90 seconds yeah. goes by, keep right. it. Keep the ruling on the yeah. field. And so we get down to, there's 30 seconds. You're going to screw this kid out of an interception? He didn't catch it. Because you don't believe? He didn't catch it. I know he didn't catch it. there's 15 seconds left. You're going to let this pass. Incomplete. You're going to let this pass. Second and 10. Kid, I apologize to you on both of our behalf. Tom is involved in a conspiracy. I don't know if he bet this game. It is second and 10. He didn't catch it. After review, the ruling on the field stands. (laughs) And the announcer will be like, boy, those two were not... Are they going to be okay? Yeah, they're used to each other. They've had to agree to disagree before. And we'd be open for interviews after the game. So what happened there, Tommy? Oh, you mean the play in the second quarter where Jeff's blind ass called that incomplete? I, I, here's all I'll say about that is I had it as an interception. He did not. You talk to him. You talk to him about that play. And there you go. That's all it would be. Look, guys, I had one too many beers because I was pissed <laughs> off about that particular situation, so I'm not going to say anything right now. Talk to me tomorrow. Yeah, you'd have to, yeah. You got, go ask Sheen Steratore, okay? <laughs> I, I don't want to talk. How have we not had helmet communication in college football? What are we doing? They were reviewing football games in 1988 in six seconds, and we can't get Helmet communication in college for big time college football? No. Sweet Jesus. So uh there this is about first of all, there are billions and billions of dollars in college football. We've got chocolate fountains and water slides as in these facilities. We we can get the headset. Coach and quarterback. There you go. That's it. But this is a direct result of Michigan sign stealing. Yeah, really quickly, Dave in the chat, the Heisen Lika chat, says uh, every once in a while you'd make a comment, what are you doing? That's a first down. We should be allowed in our replay review booth to not have a debate if we both agree about fixing a spot because an old man can't tell that the ball went out across the 17-yard line <laughs> and not the 19. Yes. Like, we could just fix it. Like, Well, that's a dumb spot. No, 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 no. Guys, put it at the 17. What I would like is the entire process. So we're mic'd at all times. Yeah. Okay. So that it can go back to five seconds. So they can be like, okay, listen, here's the end of the play as it played out. So we're watching second and seven. He gets seven and a half. They mark him short by a half yard. You and I, what the hell? This is good Lord, guys. That's a first down. I don't need to review. Tom, do you, this, we you don't know, need to review this. It's not close. You know, we it's get, not close. You know, we get latitude on this. But this is the third time today. I'm done. I gave him a couple, and I thought, eh, maybe, maybe he was in position. This not is close. ridiculous. And this is why you can't have fat asses out here, guys. Yeah. This is another problem we have. Look how fat he is. I've been talking to Steve for years about gaining weight. He looks ridiculous. He can't get in position. This is why he's marked. It's just a yeah. willy-nilly mark. I'm going to Craig. Craig, move the ball. Move yeah. the ball, Craig. It's first. the Not even close. Your guy blew it again, Craig. Not only is he not at the 16 and a half where he spotted it, I'd put it at the 18. I think he's a yard and a half. If we really want to get specific, I think he made it to the 18 before forward progress was stopped. Yeah, we both agree, Craig. It's the 18-yard line. First down. You got to tell him to tighten up. We're we're, we're tired of talking to you, Craig. And stop eating. I'm sure you're tired of talking to us, too. Stop all that eating. Fat ass. Tell him that. Craig's laughing. Trying not to, like... Uh, I think your guy's got money on Houston, Craig. <laughs> so I'm going to be watching a lot of these spots very closely. We're watching just, close. Just letting you know, Craig. It's not, I mean, that, because that wasn't close. I don't know what he's doing here. This reminds me back in the day when Forest State played Wake Forest on the road and the guy moved the ball before the measurement. 
And then you and I are just like telling old Craig, tales. Craig, do you remember that you one? Remember that one? Craig's that was, like, hang on, guys, hey, hang I got to line the clock. <laughs> remember, he, he physically moved the ball like an a-hole, and then we were crazy for asking about it at the ACC meetings. Guys, I'm sure he did. They're about to snap it. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Jeff, after six beers in the booth, get your plank together, Larry. Yes, it would be. It would be. I'm, I'm telling you now, that would be uh, that would be a fun thing, and people would like it. Craig, I'm glad your guys screw up so often because it we gives us money, mm-hmm. but they don't have to this often. We're valuable enough. That's not a touchdown. He's down at the half-yard line. Why do you guys consistently assume it's a touchdown? You know. You know it's going to be the half-yard line. What are we wasting our time for? You know, by the way, I would tell you something else. One thing, they, people would learn our pet peeves. People would learn the things that piss us off the most about officials or certain types of calls that we don't agree with. Like, first of all, everybody knows targeting is not a thing. It doesn't exist. I'd never call it. You'd be like, well, Jeff, he led with the crown of his helmet and broke the man's jaw. Like, it was an accident. It was not intentional. We're not calling that nonsense out here. This is a big boy game. Everybody understands the rules. Everybody understands the dangers. We're, we're rolling on Big River, second and ten. That that would be so. <laughs> yeah, I had my first one in rugby a couple of weeks ago. I'm watching Six Nations. It's uh, it's Wales versus Ireland, mm-hmm. and there's there's a sequence. I have no idea. So it's phase sixteen, and and they're about to score. They're about to get a try, which is a touchdown. Yes, I know, and I know you know just for the people. Yeah. There's a forward lateral. There's a forward pass yeah. that leads to the sequence, and this one Irishman. From off the boat. He's like, no, it was forward. And everybody else in the bar is going nuts. They're like, yeah. yeah I agree with you, man. That's yeah, forward. I don't forward. know what these yeah, people yeah, are going yeah. nuts for. It was only until they're getting ready to kick the ball for their extra point, which is worth two, that they stopped it. And they said it's forward. He and the whole bar is losing their nuts. He, he was getting nervous. He, I mean, oh, no. I mean, it, this was Ireland scored. So it's oh, going to be bad so news knew, for the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and everybody's losing their mind, saying this is ridiculous. And I look at him like, no, you're right, man. This is forward. This is nonsense. I don't know why it took him ten minutes <laughs> to review it. It doesn't take that. It doesn't take that. That's it forward. It was forward. forward. And then the one guy at the end of the bar is like, oh, that might have been forward. I'm like, yeah, three minutes ago, pal. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the other call that you would hear if Jeff and Tom were in the booth on replay. Never throw that flag for that hit along the sidelines. Tired of it. Stop throwing the flag just because every a-hole in America jumps up and down that the guy got hit near the sideline. It's not a penalty. He's in the field of play. If he's got one toe in the field of play, you can light his ass up. Light him up. Declean him. Craig, we're going to pick up that flag. Every time, Craig. He better be hit nine yards out of bounds before we're going to agree on this. Guys, are you? it was the quarterback. Are you sure? Uh, We're sure, Craig. Very sure. He needs to be faster. And also, he's he's trying to game the system, Craig. This nonsense where he pretends to be slowing down and going yeah. out of bounds, and then he takes an extra six yards. F him. Yeah, Craig, he always could have slid, so we're going to pick up the flag. Yep. Not Nobody thinks about You can slide going out of bounds. Also, just because people jump up and down and act furious doesn't mean it means anything. It's just people jumping up and down trying to goat you into this flag, which you always throw. Which, Craig, incidentally, did you see that one from Wake Forest a couple of guys? Oh, my like God. the Wake Forest. They made it up. They made it up. They effed us on the punt. Then we, Yes. That's the whole thing. Guys, look, I'm trying to officiate this game, <laughs> but are you telling me that at Wake Forest, weird stuff always happens? Yes, Craig. And that particular game, we ended up getting buried, but I will always argue, had they not called the personal foul out of bounds, Craig, or the punt personal foul, we're winning that game. We're going to win the game. I'm going to argue that. We're going to win the game. You lost by like four touchdowns. It got it, it went sideways on us, Craig. Listen here, goals. Craig. <laughs> you don't think you could have an impact on a game, Craig? That's why we're here. Oh, man. All right. We're back. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 
Hey, Seminoles, we all know how important it is to score in the red zone, but are you prepared for success in the retirement zone? The five years leading up to your retirement date and immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, I might add, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artists and Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us are at midfield. That'd be me and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in. You're already on the goal line. Whether making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family from a long-term care event, or carefully planning your legacy, the Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of advisory experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to noretirement.com. That's just one word, noretirement.com. Hey, let's do it up. Let's do some red zone. I'm interested to hear what Tom has uh, in regards to our red zone segment today. Brought to you by our friends at Artisan Financial Strategies. I got to catch up with Adam. It's been a minute. I know he's probably excited for our guys, just like I am, as he is a consummate old. He is pumped about the successes of uh, the players at the combine. There's more to come, I'm sure. We'll have more of these discussions. But uh, I mentioned Adam and I mentioned Artisan Financial Strategies. We'll get into the red zone here in just a second. Uh, we know how important it is to score in the red zone. Got to also know whether or not you're prepared for success in the retirement red zone. The five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are very critical times. Thoughtful planning necessary for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel Adam Tolliver and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies, they do it better than most, better than most, and uh, they're prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us at midfield, you know, maybe a little bit younger, maybe you're a little bit older, you're down on the goal line. Either way, you got to protect yourself and your family against rising health care costs, carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings you a combined 30-plus years of planning experience, world-class resources to help you navigate it. For more information, all you got to do is go to noelretirement.com. That's one word, noelretirement.com. Artisan Financial Strategies. Let's go. Cue it up. Welcome to the majesty. Every freaking rep. The elegance. To win the game. Oh, it hits the upright. It's no good. You have entered. Someone burned down the funeral home. You burned the funeral home. Lives will be changed. Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Mothers will cry. When you see your players give all that they have and uh, and you lose that way, it's tough. Legacies are etched into eternity. I know who I am. No, Arthur, South Dakota was his brother from West Virginia. This is the Red Zone. That's good to know. All right, my brother, what are we going with? I'm actually very curious. You and I have not yet talked about this. Uh, what do we got in the red zone? So let's see here. We are going to do NFL draft questions. I four like of that. them. I like that. Four yeah. of them. Makes sense. Asking them in a different way because we know that there are plenty of Knowles who will be drafted, so we're not going to play that game of how many Knowles we'll get. No. Instead, let's look into the future of the NFL careers of two defensive linemen on first down Hmm. for Florida State. Okay. More likely to receive a third NFL contract. Third? We're going straight to the third contract? because I believe both of these guys will get a second NFL contract. Jared Verse, Braden Fisk, who is more likely to get a third NFL contract? Ooh, man. 
that is tough. Mm. Because you can have an excellent career and have two full contracts. You know, the bottom line is, unfortunately, this all really relies on health. Uh, you, you can't, that's the thing you can't know. Um, and both have been dinged and had their moments. Um, neither is really undersized. You know, like Jared Verse is not a big defensive end, but he's not small. And Fisk is two, I think he weighed in at 292, 293. He can get a little bigger too. He's, yeah. So he's not really undersized for what they're going to ask him to do. God, that is tough. Um, you got me. I I, I don't have a good answer for wow, you. I, okay. You got me. I I that's a. I'm going to tell you this. I think that is a coin flip. Mm. I think they're both. If they stay healthy, going to be in the league for a good long while, and I think they both could achieve that. I know that's a cop out, a complete cop out. I just don't want to discredit either one of them. And, and what I mean by that is, I think they both have the same things going for them. They're both smart. They're both really hardworking. They both love football. They're both strong. They both are dedicated in the weight room. They both are great teammates. They All the things that allow you to stick around as your skills diminish and then you play a, a lesser role, you have to have all those other factors going for you for a team to even consider it if you're no longer a dominant player but just a role player. Both will fade into a role-playing position by the time they get to that third contract, if they do, they won't be dominant players. They won't be guys that change the league for 10 years. You know, they're, that's not who they are. But they could be pro, good pros. They may each have a couple of years where we're talking about them, you know, because of the impact. And I just think they have good long careers, barring injury. So I, I just I think you got me there. Good for you. Oh, all right. I'll take the W, I suppose. Mm. Feels empty. <laughs> On second down, uh, this is going to require some projection out of you as to where these guys are going to be drafted. So just as your own mental rules, people are going to learn it along the way. But of draft picks 1 through 50, so if you had to pick one pick and one pick only in the top 50 of the NFL draft, which Florida State Seminole would you want the most on your team? And I don't think it's about the Buccaneers necessarily. It's just talking about who do you think is the best bet of the Knowles that will go in the top 50 of the draft. You got the same two guys. I was wondering, well, there's another guy. Yeah. He catches passes. Yeah. Um, Keon Coleman will have a bigger impact if he's healthy and right mm-hmm. sooner than Verse and Fisk. Okay. And he is an athletic freak. It's that we saw so little of him healthy this year. But when he was, you remind yourself of the, you know, unbelievable catches in really tough situations, back corner of the end zone, well well covered. Just on a couple. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he has the the leapfrog play on the sideline. He's got all these moments where you're reminded of that, that athleticism. You're reminded, oh, yeah, he played basketball at Michigan State. Like you're reminded of these things that he's over 6'4 and he's 215 pounds, so he's thick. He's well put together. He's a good route runner. He's these, he catches the football, you know. So when I tell myself that and remind myself of that, I'm like, you know what? He's going to be a good receiver for somebody. He's not going to be a star, he's going to be a good, solid NFL receiver. It's Keon Coleman. Okay. All right. And uh, that's noteworthy, too, that you push Braden Fisk into the top 50. You think he's done enough to be a he top 50 pick? He is in the top 50. He will okay. be a top 50 pick. All right. Now, same question for third down, 51 to 150. So these are, you know, it, it gets a little bit more nebulous as you get into the middle rounds, but this is basically round two, 
back half of it. Yeah, all, all the, way, the through. way through 150, which is squarely into Saturday, middle rounds. You're looking at about round five. So from round two and a half to round five, who do you like? Renato Green. Okay. That's an easy one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Renato Green, who very sneakily could have the best career of all of them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. How, As a Buccaneer fan, quick aside, I really like Kate Otten's a nice player, but Jaheim Bell would be a very nice fit. Jaheim Bell would be a very nice fit in the middle rounds. That's, he's going to do well. They're going through the measurements right now. He's a little bit shorter than some of his compatriots at the tight end position. He's 6'4", right? Good wingspan, big hands to catch the ball, and you've seen the athletic skill and the versatility. Here's my concern, and it's the concern people had when he was here. It's the concern that we have with certain guys in the league that they do something well, but they can't do both things well. I don't think he's going to block in the NFL. In fact, I know he's not. You can line him up in different places. Well, though. you're going to have to. He's going to have to be a well. hybrid sort yeah, of deal yeah. because he's not like a true tight end in that sense. I agree with you that Rashad, uh, Rashad, listen to me, Renardo. that Renardo Green is is the best bet. And then fourth down, you can see where I'm going here. Pick 151 plus through undrafted free agents. Take a flyer on Anol. Think he's going to have a career. Who do you like? Uh, well, you know, by the way, none of neither one of us have said Trey Benson who I think is going to be a really good, a great point. I mean, he could have done that for 51 to 150. I could, I could have done that with Trey Benson. I, I just need Trey to stay healthy. I love him as a football player. I, he's got to run harder every down. Uh, mm, God, we kind of just overlooked Trey Benson, didn't we? That That's tough. I, I'm sorry. I'm just circling back. No, well, look, I, you and I have different opinions on Johnny, too. I think Johnny's going to have a long NFL career. And if you pick Johnny at 110, 125, like that is incredible value that you can get for a player like that. Now, I don't a, know where he's, he's going to go. He's but. a weird prospect, man. He's just a weird prospect. He could either really have a great career like you're describing and he's in the league for a long time. Or he could be out of the league in year one. We could easily be out of the league in year one. You know where I'm leaning. If, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just telling you, the NFL hates drops, and he loves to drop a football. I'm, and I'm just saying, the NFL, we know how particular they are about that stat. I mean, like if you're a receiver, you can't drop the ball with great regularity unless you're truly uniquely gifted, and he's not. So I worry for him. I'm rooting for him. But I worry for him. Trey, I catch the damn ball. Back to Trey quickly. That forty is going to be fascinating. He can run because his he top end. Can fly. When you do the MPH thing, he can get there. But yeah. like, okay, now in a forty setting, what does I it wonder. Look like? You know, it's weird for him. If you'd even want to run, you'd be like, just check the tape, man. I can fly. Go watch my kick return to the house against BC, where I'm breaking over, you know, running over people and then going out running folks. There's all these m- moments. Um, back half. Yeah, this is flyer territory. You are taking a flyer on Akeem Dent. It's a good pick. I like Akeem. I was wondering Dent if you would have make... slotted Kalen Deloach there or not. Uh, I like Akeem Dent to uh... shrug yeah, that one off, yeah, didn't you? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm rooting for all of these guys. I just that's all I'll say. But I'm not going to make up something because I want him to do well. Uh, Akeem Dent could surprise us. Do you think Jerrion is going to go in the top 150, or do you think he falls into this category? You know, because if he I falls should've... into this category, yeah, there's your yeah, guy. yeah, there's your guy. And a lot of people love Jerry on. He, he's made himself some money um, at the, the senior bowl stuff. He's um, mm-hmm. Jerry a good pick. I, I absolutely forgot about Jerry on. 
I was trying to think of a surprise, and that's why I said Akeem. I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry Allen had a good career. He's long. He's shown the ability uh, to kind of be a nickel. He can cover. I, I mm, Jerry Allen's going to have a good career. I would put Fabo in this category. I know he measured well, but I, I just don't know that there's enough healthy tape out there. It's not his fault. But you're talking about somebody who you could pick in the sixth round, and he's on your team for Probably five or be- six years. You know, I, I, oddly, I think, I, yeah, I think he'll go higher than that, though. So he might make it before the fifth, before the end of the fifth round. Yeah, I think he might. I think he might. Those measurements are a big deal for the they for are. his position, and he was, I mean, lights out. They were they were stunned. Mm-hmm. And he's more than that. He's more than just a gap plugger. He's an athlete. He's an yeah. athlete. Yeah, yeah. No, he he just didn't have the tape because he didn't play a lot. But I'm with you on that. See, this is why we love this team. They had so much talent. It's almost now, like they were one of the top teams yeah, in the country. almost, almost. And the thing is about their starters, now this is the thing, right? Somebody will say, okay, look, you say that, Jeff, but and we know why what happened happened in the Orange Bowl. But I said before the Orange Bowl, look, I, I don't care if every one of our guys played, I was picking Georgia. That said... It's one thing to tell people that you understand Georgia has a greater depth of talent than Florida State. Of course they do. If you look at when Mike got here compared to when Kirby got to Georgia, they have a huge head start, and Kirby's done a fantastic job. So their second string is way better than Florida State's second string. Their third string is way better than Florida State's third string. Their roster is better than Florida State's roster, period. But our starting 11 on each side of the ball would have competed with theirs, and it's a one-game winner-take-all if they cared to be there scenario. That's what gets you mad. So, yeah, Georgia's way ahead. Uh, Anyhow, sorry. That's just a sidetrack. I hear people say that all the time. But, uh, oh, I have forsaken the chat. Uh, Let's get to it. Loosey-goosey question. Top five rappers all time. Wow. Uh, Eric B., and Rakim, so uh, Rakim. Um, let's see. Oh boy, this is eras. This is well, the, er- st- the I difference st- in the I eras. Still ro- I still love Rakim, but I also care about other aspects of. So, listen, this is going to get difficult because we only have one minute, unfortunately, to assess this question or so address this question. Rakim is uh, Q-tip. Oh man. I'm a Chuck D guy. That's much more about delivery and tone than than overall proficiency. Uh, see, I'm when we go back to MCs, like I I would go back to like De La, but that's three guys, so it's not really yeah. fair for me yeah. to do it that way. And if you're really looking at, if you're gonna go back a ways, and we're gonna get into the originals, then okay, look, man, you can't overlook LL. This is the different eras. Like, see, I would start with Jay-Z. I would look at Andre 3000. I'd look at Snoop and Dre. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm and, with you on uh, that. Notorious. Oh, yeah. Biggie's very much in the conversation. But you're right. It's different eras. Yeah. And I love Biggie, so that's fair. Damn it. We didn't have enough time. I would have really explored that. Uh, good work out of you, as always. Thanks, everybody. This was a fun show. Appreciate you. We'll be back on Monday. Peace.